On the trade deadline edition of the Imaginary Finish Baseball Podcast, we talk deals, winners, losers, who's going to be raising a flag at the end of tonight. Let's just get to it. Episode 21, coming at you now. first time ever we had quite the barn burning hot stove mid-season cookout grill trade deadline now to be fair there are another uh, five hours or so left before you can still make deals so don't stop making trades trade 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 move 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 players 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 but i'd be remiss if i did not recognize the uh, the flurry of moves that occurred during our um, 48-hour break between the first half and the second half. It's the Kamish. Back at it again, episode 21. We're talking trades. We're talking deals. We're talking movement. And let's just get right into the shenanigans, shall we? The first first thing is um, Kuvala going for it, putting it out there. Bit of an overpay. Picking up Sammy Lutz. Uh, They need a front-line starter. For that rotation, they were going to go the distance in this postseason situation, assuming they make the playoffs, which one would presume they're going to, um, which makes me actually want to go look and see what the percentages are. What are the odds? What are postseason odds looking like right now? Uh, playoff odds chart. Uh, the uh, playoff odds, Kuvala at 91%. Lapua at 91.7%. Uh, Kuvala at 914 So they're just, they're in. Helsinki at 71%. Uh, I'd print those tickets if I were them. Havinka, 86.2.2%. They're printing tickets already. Kupio, 31.7%. Trying to be the second expansion team to make the postseason. Eh, maybe not printing tickets yet, but uh, they've, got a, they've got a scout working on some stuff. Simply uh, 12%. Hey, someone's got to be in. Why not us, they're saying. Vaskilla, 5.3%. Sunioki, 7.8%. Not anymore after the trade they made, clearly. Just packing it in there. We'll talk about that in a second. Olu, 1.1%. So you say we have a chance. Mikuli, 0.4%. Poriet, 0.8%. We'll get to Mikuli in a second. Um, This this podcast is from the lens of the commissioner, not of the GM of uh, Mikuli. So the things I will say in this podcast will reflect the absurdity of what the commissioner thinks as opposed to what the GM might think. Maybe we'll do an interview with both of them. Who knows? Should we when this gets up running? But in any case, in any case, uh, just bonkers stuff we got going on here. So, so there you go. So your playoff odds look like I said: Kuvala, Lapua, Havinka, Helsinki, and two other teams. Somehow, um, some variation of Kupio, Vimpoli, uh, Sinioki, Yvaskula. Maybe, maybe an outlier. One of those outliers can really get in. Seems unlikely though. Sakamo is definitely, apparently, according to the odds, not so much. But also their lineup wasn't set up right, so maybe there's still a chance. Looking at the deals, you say, who won uh, the trade deadline? Well, you have to say Helsinki won the trade deadline. That team was already young and already good. And somehow they managed to pry away some talent from Mikuli, two of the best young outfielders in the game somehow sent over there for a solid haul, to be fair, 
picks, a couple, couple, couple lotto picks. But why in the world would you trade your two best offensive players and then make the mother of all bonehead trades, which is like, let's merge a fourth, I mean, like a seventh place team and an 11th place team and see what the fuck happens. Sorry, I said I was going to swear on this podcast. I just did it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Do not look at the odds before you made the deal. Are you just so excited to make trades that the thing you decided to do was do this? I don't know. We'll get to that in a minute. We're not talking about last place teams right now. We're talking about winners. And talk about winners, we're talking about Helsinki. Helsinki making that move to get Moberg and Meaton in is a solid, solid move for them. Um, and then they made a separate trade with Sanyoki to get uh, Paro Jane. And so, mind you, they make two trades and they replace their entire outfield. It's a pretty good haul. Um, for a team that is definitely like postseason or bust this year, three games out of the division right now. Uh, Kuvala, who was ahead of them, also made a very smart move picking up Semi Luce. Um, again, in a bit of an overpay um, in the sense that, that they gave up a, uh, you know, Kuvala was a first rounder, um, a fifth, and two, uh, two, two solid prospects. But I, I think the, the smart thing about Kuvala here is that they recognize the situation. It's a very precarious situation. I don't know that anyone saw Kuvala as the. As a, as a team that was going to uh, contend for a title this season. Playoff team, sure. But a title? Eh. You know, not enough of this, not enough of that. But they're hitting, they're hitting above average. Second best, uh, third best hitting war team in the league. Um, and pitching is definitely sort of, you know, bottom of the top eight. But, you know, the top seven. But it's in there. Solid defensive team. They don't make mistakes in the field. And so this is a team that can sneak in and do some things. And so they made a really smart decision to um very smart decision to uh to to go after loot i i i said i commend them for, for the boldness of the move um surely he would have gone somewhere else you have to presume that there would have been offer other offers on on uh loot to pry him away um i don't know where they would have gone but I, but you'd have to imagine that there was some other stuff out there and so kuvala wins that rat race and so that gives you a kuvala helsinki surely there gonna be a one-two battle in that division kupio playing above average um, in the division this year, not a team that I had on my radar. I don't know. I go back and read the read the previews. I don't know what I said about them, but I don't know that I saw this. Um, and so, good for them to be here in this situation, in this position. Um, and can they can they hold it together without making having made any moves? Um, surely maybe they maybe they tried. I don't know. But uh, but but can they can they get through this uh, situation? I predicted them at fourth in that division, um, but turns out you know players are playing above average in that team. Bugo Holmberg, uh, Roman Valcopa, um, pitching wise, they're definitely not as great. But they're striking people out though, and they play good defense. The key to this league is defense, it seems like. And so, um, so you, you have to like what they're doing, and 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 if even if like I'm sure like the playoffs, but you know, world where they wouldn't. You know, you could kind of kind of see that there's a good thing they're building there with a team of players that nobody really has much, you know, doesn't really know anything about. So that's pretty fun for them. So good for them to get this far. The other trades that happened, let's talk about some of the other deals that would have happened. Um, so obviously the elephant in the room trade, the biggest the biggest move ever in this league's history, a sort of two trade situation between Mikkeli and Sanioki, um, which basically again basically a merger of sorts. Basically, Sinoki says, we're going to blow up this entire team. Um, take everybody, basically, almost. I mean, except everybody but Herman Samuel, effectively. And we'll give you all of our expiring contracts, some young talent, 
You just give us all your draft picks. Um, I get it. Mickley's like, we're all in. They got to be all in because they're paying too much money on guys. They're going to lose their window, and so we have to do something, and we don't have a lot of room, cap room to do much, although they're better than they were. Got to do something. How do we solve this? We're too far out. Should have done this deal in the mid-offseason. They should have. This team would have looked very different had they done this in the offseason. But the problem that team is going to have, no matter what, is they can't pitch worth a damn. They don't pitch, and I don't think anything about what they picked up is going to help them. And so and I don't even know that it's necessarily that the team is going to be that bad. Not great, but not bad. The issue is that everybody above them is just so much better. And so how do you leapfrog five teams in your division when you just can't, you can't pitch your way out of games? And so it's, I just don't understand really the move for either team, but especially for Mickley. Like, obviously, for Sunoki, it makes a ton of sense. Where they get like 13 draft picks or something disgusting. You know, uh, 12 plus 5, 17 draft picks. No one's ever done that. Helsinki did a crazy thing a couple of years ago with a bunch of picks. This is somehow blows that out of the water. And so the Sinioki team is going to look completely different next season than they have this season because of all the things they'll be able to go out and get. Talk about going shopping. It's going to be like the Nickelodeon back in the day did the thing where they let kids go on, go on shopping sprees. It's going to look like that. Uh, Mickley, I guess the bright side of this, they're not making the playoffs. It's not going to happen. There's just no way that that team is going to leapfrog the teams that they're playing against to do this, which means they have one more season of like players of contracts, and then basically they're back to being an expansion team entirely, which is fine. Um, and so, you know, some of those guys are going to be gone, but they keep some of the core players. And so the key will be with about eh, six million, five and a half, five million, and so five mil, five point two million in cap space. Can they get the pitching next season to get them over the hump? And by the hump, I mean just, just like into the sixth spot. Like this isn't that good a team. But um, and I don't know that. I'm just not sure that's a thing that's going to happen. It's possible, or it's possible, but uh, I don't know that that's that's going to happen. Um, but that's what they're hoping for, effectively. I mean, they made enough smart. I mean, some of the guys they got were guys that are going to stick around another year. Uh, Fishnaller, uh, Thor. And so, I mean, in some ways that helps, but this is definitely an all-in move here, and you blow a whole year of draft capital to do it. I get it, but it's really strange, and and I, I don't know. I, so this is definitely more of a next-year move than a this-year move to me. I don't I don't see it any other way. And again, losing all of your assets, although I guess next year you can trade another slate of picks, but then, then you're really going all-in, and that just seems super risky. I don't know. So whatever. Um... So anyway, looking at the game board here again, I think it's you know it's Kuvala, Helsinki, uh, Lapua, Havinka, Shore. They're your four. So who are your other two of the uh, of the Kupio, Yavaskula, uh, Yansu? Uh, Sineoki's not going to make the playoffs, obviously. So really, that means like that opens up the door for Pori to sneak in to a sixth spot because Sineoki just waves the white flag. But if you could get thirteen draft picks or 15 or seventeen draft picks rather, because you're not gonna you're gonna maybe make the playoffs as a seven seed anyway or a six seed rather. Do you do that? Yeah, I think most of you would take that deal. So I see why they did it. Um, but as far as those playoff spots are concerned, you think Kupio looks pretty good. And that means that really one of these teams, maybe it's Vimpoli. And so then you've got one, two, three, four, five, six. There you go. It's a Kuvala, Helsinki, Kupio, Lapua, Havinka, Vimpoli are your postseason teams. That feels good to me. But as you know, in this league, crazy things happen. And so it's possible that any of those teams that are sort of at the bottom can sneak in. 
using their you know one percent chance to get into the postseason situation, but it would require someone to have a really really hot uh, midseason to pull it off. Um, Jan Helgeman Madsen trades from one bad team to another. Um, he's gonna have a monster year. I don't think he's an MVP, but he's gonna have a monster year no matter what. Probably not rookie of the year. He's second year player, but. Um, yeah, it's gonna be really fascinating to see how this flops out. I think I think just like I said, another team team going in here, you're gonna have a lot of teams duking it out, beating each other up, beating each other up to try to, you know, leapfrog a little bit. Um, and it's just gonna be a lot of attrition when you get to the bottom of these these rosters. But I'm not seeing anything from this midseason that makes me think that any of these teams that are not in the top six already are gonna be bumped out. Um, though it'd be interesting to see how it happens if it does happen. So there you go. That's it. Um, I mean, I guess we want playoff predictions. I'll get because you won't get a podcast before Friday. Let's just based on what's happened now. I mean, Lapa was a good team, and they're obviously the best team in the league right now. So, to, you know, if we had a president's trophy, they'd be it. You guys want a president's trophy? We can make one of those. Um, more flair. Um, but, and it, obviously, they they live and die by pitching, or really live and die by Driven Dempier. Um, but, so you've like, got to like them in the postseason with that that rotation, but I don't know that offensively, that team is going to be able to hang with so the teams that are just beating the brains off people. You know, Tev Jackson and so and so have something to say about that. So, I think if... <sighs> right now, I don't know. I don't, I not have not have the energy to figure out who's playing who in the postseason, but but I would say that if it... If I, it would not surprise me if Helsinki could pull this thing off. I think Kuvala could sneak past some people. Uh, Havinka, I think it's Havinka's year. I may have said this before. I think it's their year. Um, although Vimpoli's, you know, kind of done this every year. They get close, they get close, they get close. Also, they've got pitching, and they can hit okay, but they're not really as great as some of the other teams. So, yeah, I don't know. My money's on Havinka to win this thing. Um, best offensive team in the league. Maybe the best offensive team ever, um, maybe since the early years anyway. And I have a hard time believing that that they're going to be able – that people are going to be able to beat them. The issue they're going to have is pitching, but they, I think they have enough juice in the rotation to get out of this. So, yeah, I say Havinka Helsinki in the final. Havinka beats him in uh, nine games. There's my, there's my, there's my very off-the-cuff prediction. Luckily, you'll get to find out in two days. But tonight, we crowned some champs, some division champs. We crowned some playoff winners. We had some flair. Good things are going to happen. That's it. I'll see you in five hours, four hours and 53 minutes. It's Kamish signing off.